I think most folks can agree that rapid, low code, or really flex code, data ingest is still on the wish list of most data engineers, especially ones working with the Spark ecosystem. Today, Sean Knapp and I chat through Ascend's new flex code data connectors, how they can help take the pain out of data ingest, and discuss just why the flex code piece of it is so important in this special episode of Data Aware. Hey, everybody, and welcome to our special episode of the Data Aware podcast. I am here with, once again, our founder and CEO, Sean Knapp. Hello, Sean. Hey, Leslie. So this time, it is a very special episode because we, while most of our episodes will just be very focused on the data engineering industry and what's happening, we want this one to focus a little bit on this exciting announcement that we have coming out. So we're going to be a little bit more us focused today. Don't expect this every time, but we've got some really cool stuff coming down the pipe. So why not get Sean and I together to talk about it? Just makes sense. So thanks for joining me today, Sean. Absolutely. I'm excited to start talking about it. I know it's always fun when, you know, you can send out an email, you can put out a press release, you can put up a blog post, but it's fun to talk about because you it's just more excitement. Like it helps people understand a little bit better why some of the stuff that we're doing is as cool as it is. So let's get into it. So what we are announcing are new FlexCode data connectors for data ingest, which is something that I know has been a big problem in the Spark ecosystem or helps solve what has been a big problem in the Spark ecosystem. So talk to me a little bit about it. Talk to me about what the issue has been and, and kind of why we came to the point where this was something we wanted to create and release to the wild. Yeah, it, it's the it, it's something that we encountered a ton uh, across our customer base was this notion of uh, we want the best of all worlds, mm-hmm. right? Where what everybody would love to have 95% of the time is like a super simple, easily configured, whether it's through like a no code interface or somewhere or, or through like a, an SDK call, mm-hmm. that's just like, here's some data, go find it, ingest it and go do all your magic. And like 95% of the time you can do that. And then what we kept watching everybody is like this challenge of, hey, so about that other 5% of the time where <laughs> yeah. My data is kind of special, or I want to do something slightly different as I'm ingesting it. What do I do then? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we've solved that problem historically by saying, hey, we give you actually a framework for just writing your own custom Python. It's more Lambda function style. We'll orchestrate it for you. We'll scale it for you. We'll do all the other stuff. But what we noticed with that was there was still a lot kind of missing mm-hmm. between those two. We had started to get, you know, what we, we thought was. 70, 80% of the way there towards what really was a connector framework notion mm-hmm. of what does a, a framework do, or do when it's connecting to data sets, right? It's looking for partitions of data or connecting to streams. It's profiling it. It's reading records or bytes. It's doing these things. Right. Uh, and so what we've really done is we said, well, let's go formalize that, but let's actually put it at multiple layers where you can write a bunch of code if you want. But once you write code, you can also then say, hey, here's actually the configuration of my uh, connection type. So I want Ascend to go even dynamically generate this UI on top, right? I may have solved this problem once, but I have 30 people inside my company that are going to want to go connect to things like this. Mm -hmm. So let me go publish my connection uh, type for everybody else to go use. Mm -hmm. And so the reason that we thought this was so cool was it gets you the best of all worlds, right? Where all the standard connection types that you want to go use, whether it's to a lake, a warehouse, an API, 
uh, we're rolling out a whole new set of those for people. But then when you get into the, the new unique aspects of the uh, of connections that you really want to go create, you can flex your coding. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? Uh, you can go flex your coding uh, skills and go deeper uh, and lower level while still then actually packaging up that up and productizing it for the rest of your teams. Which goes really nicely with what we've talked about a lot, you know, internally and what it's just talked about a lot in general, because I think I said this morning, just it's the holy grail of data at this point. It goes a lot to helping democratize it and, and just making it easier for everybody. You know, you, maybe you have a data engineer who works on it the first time, but then don't need that the second, third, fourth, 50th time that somebody is trying to access a particular you know, stream or resource or whatever it might be. Yeah, and it's, it's funny too, because when we look across different worlds, the, in the data warehouse world, right? We see a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of people have, have done a lot more work around connectors right. than what we've seen in the data lake and, and sort of yeah. data engineering world. Like, it's really hard to go and say, I want to connect my Spark to Salesforce or Facebook API or something. You can definitely right. shoehorn that stuff in but nobody's just said, hey, here's actually really easy, ready to use uh, connection uh, frameworks for this. Whereas in the warehouse world, we have those, right? And so yeah. we want to be able to bring the best of all worlds to the, the, the data engineering ecosystem. Yeah, which makes sense. Nobody wants something to break in the middle of the night and it take them 75 you know, hours to yep. get it fixed when you have something like this. Then to your point, it, it's something that in the data warehouse space they've had, but we, we just haven't gotten there yet until now in the lake space. So talk to me a little bit about how this fits in with just the Ascend product in and of itself. So what can our customers or people who are coming on the platform expect? Yeah, what they'll start to see uh, almost immediately is a larger number of -of out-of-the-box connection types. Uh, So they'll see a lot more connection types to those APIs, warehouses, databases, uh, and, and lakes. The second thing they'll actually see is a lot more configurability mm-hmm. inside of those connection types through this no-code interface. Okay. Uh, so they get a lot more options. Uh, now that we, we have this really great new foundation, it makes it so much easier to add additional levels of configuration mm-hmm. uh, that still conform to the uh, Ascend paradigm of declarative data pipelines. Right. So they'll get to see a, a ton of, of that happen. The other thing they'll start to see even after this is the ability to then create their own new custom connection types and use those for their entire organizations. What we tend to find is the bigger the companies, the more they have you know, a central team mm-hmm. who is trying to solve that, that one problem for everybody, right? And, and in many ways, productizing patterns, right? right? And so the Ascend platform can productize a ton of the patterns we see across customers but internal teams oftentimes have patterns that are unique to their business. Mm-hmm. And they're really jumping on and tackling that productization of those patterns specific to their business. For example, you have a very custom uh, model of how you structure your custom fields for Google Analytics tags or Omniture tags or how you store data inside of Salesforce. It won't conform to necessarily the global spec, if right. you will. But it's like your company has a standard pattern. And so you as that, that data engineer can create this proper connector for the entire rest of your company to go use. Yeah. I can imagine that that's going to be a massive, you know, I think they all kind of roll in together, but massive time and resource break 
her teams that are already incredibly busy. Um, I don't think it's, you know, it's no surprise to anybody who would be listening to this, you know, data engineering teams and just kind of data teams across the board. Got a lot going on these days. So anything that can save a little bit of time and a little bit of pain is, is probably fairly helpful. Totally agree. I mean, that reminds me of our uh, uh, survey we did a few mm -hmm. months back, right? Where was it 97% of data teams, data engineering, data science, uh, and data architecture teams, 97% uh, were at or uh, above capacity. Yep. Right, only three percent had time to essentially invest in making their lives easier. Right, uh, and so the more that we can find these global patterns that we can offload and productize for mm -hmm. people, uh, I think the better off the entire industry is. Again, it just helps across the board. If if you can offload some of that from your data engineering team, that means the data science team has what they need faster or can get access. The analyst team, that means the business can react faster. I mean, it is it is kind of amazing. And you know, this is not only done in data teams. It's not only with data, but you can see it a lot more with data where if you accelerate something or you streamline something on the, you know, kind of the back end of it, the rolling effect that that has moving forward on the entire business. So... And also to be fair, it just makes life more fun for folks. We were talking to somebody the other day who said, I'm just looking for a way to make it easier to do the things that are not fun. So my team can actually get to the things that are fun. That which is, is a great way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> which is a really like, it was actually, it was just very kind of blunt and out there. Like some of this stuff is just not fun. I don't want it. We don't want to do it. We want to get to the stuff that actually is fun. So let's figure out how we, automate the not fun stuff and get to the fun stuff. So are you saying data ingest is not fun? Cause I'm kind of with you on that one. I mean, somebody probably out there finds it to be the most fascinating <laughs> thing. And I am all for that person. God bless exist. them. We're hiring by the way. Right. <laughs> if you do find that fun, we are hiring, reach out to us. Yeah. I just, I think it's to that point, anything that can get people to the actual fun part of their job faster and, and, you know, as you said, productize the parts that just aren't or productize the parts that can be to just make the whole process easier, less of a burden, get these guys back to, you know, to get it to where there's not 3% of people who, you know, 3% of data engineering teams that they can make their life easier, you know, 30% and grow that even more. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Yep. So. What else about this? I mean, We've talked about it a little bit internally. Again, it's always fun to listen to people talk about it because of how excited they get about different things. Is there anything else that the listener should know about this particular, you know, release? Yeah, I think the, you know, the other thing that's become super relevant to this release is you still get this tremendous benefit of not just this, this framework, obviously, that makes it easier to both use mm -hmm. uh, more connectors and uh, get more features out of those connectors. Right. Um, honestly, that's the part we're most excited about is it makes it easier for us to write more features uh, for folks. But on top of that, the other really big benefit uh, for this is, uh, well, two, I would say, is one, the scalability. Yeah. Right. The We've actually written this as a framework and foundation that runs on Spark. So oftentimes you found a lot more of these frameworks will run in adjacent mm -hmm. compute infrastructure. In fact, our previous connectors did just that. Uh, by running these on what are highly reusable Spark uh, clusters, we get that same efficiency from a, a latency perspective, right. but mass scalability because we can now 
process huge amounts of data uh, much faster too. So we, it, we get the best of both worlds of doing large uh, numbers of very, very small yeah. pieces of data, uh, but also those smaller numbers or even actually bigger numbers of very, very large chunks of data. And so that's one, is that all that scalability and all the same orchestration and parallelization that, that you get with all of your other uh, connectors inside of Ascend. The second piece is tied to all of the advanced profiling, reformatting, persistence of data that, that we do and, and do incredibly well inside mm -hmm. of Ascend. Uh, you know, just with all of our other connection types, we actually are connecting to these data sets. And as we ingest data, we're automatically analyzing all of it. We're profiling all of that data. We're converting it to parquet files for you and storing it inside of the local object store. All these things, going back to productizing patterns, mm -hmm. all of these things that nobody should ever have to worry about anymore, right. you just get for free. And it doesn't really matter if it's you know, 10 small pieces of data coming out of an API or literally millions and millions and millions of files coming out of an object store. You get all that exact same benefit and for you as a user of the platform. Yeah. You just write code and you just work with data. And that's the cool part. I think that's what most, you know, again, we're having a conversation with somebody this morning where they were like, they, they just, data engineers just really need to love data and they just want to be able to work with data. Like they just, you know, it's a little different from sometimes a software engineer in the fact that they need to just love data. So yeah, to your point, helping them get to the point where they can just work with that faster and worry less mm -hmm. about the back end of it is always going to be super useful and super helpful. So yeah. Well, it, it even reminds me in pairing that with your, um, your quote about making the not fun stuff easier and the fun stuff so they can get to more of the fun stuff mm -hmm. um, faster. Uh, it, it actually, that those two paired together reminded me. So twice this week alone, I've seen two of our formal um, trials of the product, like two formal, these three to four week POCs we do with customers twice. Mm -hmm. And this week alone, uh, I was on calls where we're going through and saying, hey, this use case, this use case, you know, they're trying to prove out different use cases. And you get to, some of the stuff that has been causing tremendous pain for the customer with their previous architecture. Yeah. And what we're finding is as they get really comfortable, you know, week two, week three of these trials, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we've already seen how automated Ascend does all this other stuff. We're just going to assume that you do this, which we do, which is great. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna assume we do this because actually what we really want to do is we want to go get and build more of these pipelines. And usually we're like, well, well, that's not part of the POC. Like, we love that you want to do that and we're supportive right. of this, but don't you want to validate this thing over here? They're like, nope, that's the not fun stuff. We assume you already do it. We just want to go build more pipelines and work with data, uh, awesome. which is cool. Uh, really uh, and cool. I think we see this, this pattern a lot. And especially as more people use our product too, we, we earn a lot of that trust yeah. and get them out of that, that muck, right? Out of the, the not fun part right. and into just go build more stuff with data. That's really cool. I didn't. We talk a lot about these things, but I don't think I, I, I heard it put in that way. So that's really fun. Yeah. And that's what you want. There's nothing better than something that makes your job more fun. Something that makes your job it, not necessarily easier, although we do that, but it makes your job more fun and you're excited to get in and do the things. Like you're excited to be like, yes, I'm going to go in and build data flows today. Like, woot, got that. Check that off. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah.
Well, Sean, thank you. I appreciate you taking some time to chat about this with me. And if anybody is interested in learning more or maybe getting started, you can certainly do that at ascend.io. We can either set you up to talk with one of our data engineers. They can walk you through it and you can see it, or you can get started with a free trial. So appreciate it. Hopefully that gave you an informed intro into the new Ascend FlexCode data connectors and how they may be able to help you and your team. But as always, if you'd like to hear more, just visit us at ascend.io. Welcome to a new era of data engineering.